Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone is all ready for Christmas. I know I'm not. <laughs> of course, I'm one of those last minute shoppers that always says he's going to get it added early next year. So here I am again, not at it. But uh, anyway, welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. I'd like to personally wish all our listeners all the best over the holidays. Uh, hope you all get to spend it with family and friends and get to relax some. I know that's the plan for this guy. Nothing beats that nap after the family turkey dinner, and I can't wait for it. Uh, this week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the OC Batbusters 2024 Aldrich team as Ashley Long takes home the weekly honors. Ash hit 600 with three home runs, eight RBIs, four runs scored, and a stolen base while playing at the BLD Christmas Toy Drive Tournament last weekend in California. Awesome job, Ashley. Best of luck moving forward. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the University of Louisiana and Oregon alum, Athletes Unlimited mainstay, and current assistant coach at University of Memphis, DJ Sanders. DJ has had a very accomplished career to date. She was a 2017 NFCA First Team All-American, 2017 Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, and also led the entire NCAA in home runs and RBIs that season as well. She has been playing pro now for the last five years, two years with the Bandits in Chicago, and the last three with Athletes Unlimited. DJ has also moved into the coaching side of things, making stops with Missouri, Mississippi State, and now, as I previously mentioned, with the University of Memphis. We're going to talk to DJ about getting her start in the game, how she landed with the Raging Cajuns in Louisiana, the transfer to Oregon, her time in the pro game, and a fair bit of talk of hot sauce for some reason. (laughs) You're going to need to listen to find out why. DJ was so awesome to chat with. We had quite a few laughs on this episode. So go grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. What I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I got the world in my palm Like camera action and song Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Here we go. We are happy to have on with us today, 2017 NFC All-American, 2017 Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, University of Louisiana and Oregon alum, and current assistant coach at University of Memphis, the one and only DJ Sanders. DJ, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. How's things going down in Memphis today? Um, 
I mean, awesome so far. I mean, I, you know, this is my first like full time gig, so I didn't really know what to expect or um, like, I don't know how things should be at this point, but <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. And my girls are awesome. Right on. Um, like I just enjoy what I'm doing. So yeah. How, how did, uh, how did fall ball go? Everything looked promising? Uh, yes. So yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing that I was worried about, um, like introducing a new hitting style, um, you know, that's like the one thing that people don't like to change is like how they hit, how they swing. Right. Um, so I was just like expecting the worst. I was like, I'm going to have to fight them. I'm not going <laughs> to want to do this, but I'm going to have to convince them this is what's going to be best. And they just like welcomed it, like with open arms, was like begging for new information. So what like very much so exceeded my expectations when it came to that. So that just made it fun. Right, right. So it's like a, it's a whole new uh, coaching staff there with you and Steph and, and Tommy, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Well, I mean, you know, having a whole new coaching staff, I mean, the athletes are probably open for new ideas for sure. Right. Yes. And that's, I, I just wasn't expecting that. You know, I just, I didn't know what it was going to be like. So I was just, you know, I prepared myself for the worst. <laughs> so everything else <laughs> would be great. <laughs> that's the best way to go into it. Eh? Just, uh, yeah, we're expect the worst. And if there's, if there's anything happens good, yeah, that's, that's, that's so awesome. Bad. It's, it sounds so bad. <laughs> that's great. That's great. We'll get, uh, we'll get more into the, your coaching side of things here as we progress. Uh, how's the Christmas shopping going? Ready for ready for the holidays? Um. So, like, I have not done much Christmas shopping, but it's not because I'm not prepared. It's because I'm not going to. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> about all of the Christmas shopping that I am going to do has already been done. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I'll do a little bit more this week, but... Don't expect a lot out of me this year. Give me one more year to get my ducks in a row, and then I can really like stop the whole tree. That's right. That, not, not, not yet. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, see, I'm one of those last minute. Like, do you know how many Christmas gifts I've bought on Christmas Eve? It's oh, no. ridiculous. I don't know what. And the funny thing is, I say every year, like, Randy, you gotta get your Christmas shopping done. You know, towards the first of December at least, yeah. and. I never do. Well, I don't know about the first because I'm I'm really big about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, uh, so I am like one of those. I do not touch any Christmas decorations or items until at least December the first. Right, like, right. So no, no shopping before then. No putting up the tree before then. So I'm I'm pretty good about waiting until December, but I also like to plan. Uh, so I <laughs> try to get it done as soon as possible. Right on, smart thing, smart thing. I'm not me myself. I'm not such a smart guy. <laughs> anyway, we have a uh, a little thing I like to kick off the podcast with here. I call it quick pitches. I'm gonna throw okay. I'm gonna throw some random questions to you, and hey, you answer them as best you can. Okay, quickly. Uh, quick pitches. Oh, of course. All right. <laughs> All right. First one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what would it be? Hot wings. Oh, why not? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know what's funny? I just actually ate hot wings before I came down here. So oh, They're so good. And there's so many different flavors you could do with the sauces. It would seem yes. like a new meal every day. Yes. So are you like a, like hot, like spicy wings or... Oh, yes. Yeah. If my nose isn't running, my eyes aren't watering, then they're not good. Absolutely. I'm totally on board with you right there. 100%. <laughs> uh, next one. Biggest thing you miss about playing college ball? Oh, 
my parents watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that they don't like in person. I would say right, right. Uh, they've only been, I think, twice uh, to Chicago since I've been playing professionally in about five years now. Oh. <laughs> and it's not, it's not their fault. They're, the summertime is really busy for them, so yeah. it's just not good timing. But I definitely miss like whenever I was in college, they were at every home game weekend and every weekend that was within four hours. Oh wow! Or, yes, I think six hours because it was six hours from uh, Mississippi to Louisiana. So if they were going to do that every weekend, I'm like, okay, well, anything I guess is in that six hours, you might as well go there too. Yeah. So that, Well, it makes sense. Actually, I was going to ask you how close Louisiana was to you from, you know, your hometown. So you just answered one of my questions, which is good. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, next one. Best walk-up song you've used? Uh, go DJ. I have used that song since eighth grade. And my mom is actually the person that picked it out. So, of course, like, I hated it because it was her suggestion. I was like, that's so lame. Like, <laughs> why would I want a song that has my name and it has my walk-up song? Like, everybody's going to think I'm so, like, big-headed and everything. And I ended up doing it because we needed two, and I didn't have another option, and I have literally used it, like, to this day. <laughs> nice. Hey, moms are always right, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, if you could have dinner with one celebrity, living or dead, who is it? uh barack obama oh beautiful. i know this is that's always my answer but it always gets me because i'm like it's gonna have to be a two for one like i feel like michelle obama has to come too good point but i just feel like that's like a a good duo so my real answer is both of them technically i know that's cheating yeah well i'll take that one i'll definitely take that that's a <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic answer. answer fun fact barack obama and i are actually birthday buddies no way yeah when's yeah. your birthday august the 4th oh, that's my dad's birthday Oh, how cool. Look at nice. that. Hey, there we go. Hey, I'm yeah. going to tell my dad, dad, you have something in common with Barack Obama and DJ Sanders. <laughs> There's so many, like Meghan Markle's birthday is on August the 4th too. Oh, wow. There's a lot. There's a lot of celebrities. Oh, nice. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, what one is it? Oh, tough one. That's tough. This is supposed to be a quick answer. No, nah, that's all right. Take your time. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, Super Regionals, the last game of my senior year at Oregon, we played against Kentucky, and that was the game that uh, it was game three of a series that took us to the World Series. Okay, uh, it was just really, really fun. Yeah, well, I mean, no I'm dope. sure any game that you win is like really fun, but oh, yeah. I feel like that was <laughs> the most packed that Jane had been. Um, there were a lot of like former. Um, players that were there that really meant a lot to me because you know that was my only year at Oregon so to have like some alum come back and support and like Nikki Adria I remember was one specifically that made her way to me after the game to like tell me good job and that like I still remember that (laughs) so that's awesome yeah no I just thought that was so cool right on uh go to show to binge watch I know this is again so difficult I'll call, well, I'll call time again. Um, <laughs> um, we're sorry. calling time. That's okay. That's okay. Because um, I'm not, I don't usually watch TV, but you caught me at a good time because there's not much going on with softball right now. Uh, I guess currently I'm watching uh, the Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix. Okay. But if I just had to like pick one like I could watch over and over again, it's definitely Rain. What is it's it? Netflix. Which one? Rain. Right. Like okay. the, oh, like yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> nice. Right on. Uh, two more here. Uh, okay. Coolest thing about being a professional softball player? Uh, 
the people that you get to play with and me and the connections, all yeah. that. Uh, I think the like playing it, most of my teammates now are the people that are in AU I've played against only. Um, and like, they just seem so like, I mean, they are really cool, but they just seem like untouchably cool. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like getting to know them like on a personal level and like develop those relationships, that's definitely the, the best part. Right on. I'll give my Sam Fisher shout out right now. I always do every part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will be like, will you stop talking about me? <laughs> Oh god! Um, one more here. F- okay. Favorite uniform color combo with the ducks. Oh, I know this is so lame, but it's definitely all black. <laughs> I don't know why, but that looks so good. And it also just happened to be the uniform that I tried on my on my official visit. So the all black combo and it has the the big O in the middle yep. that just looks so spiffy. And so intimidating to me. I love that one. It's funny. I actually have written down you know, in my notes right here. Mine is the all blacks with the yellow cleats. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, I forgot about cleats. Oh, it's so sharp. Yeah. I, I mean, all of them, any of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that's one of the things. I mean, you know, you go through the, you know, all the NCAA teams, you know, you take those top teams like LSU and that, I mean, as far as uniform goes, that are so sharp, but, but Oregon is just up there for me as far yeah. as having the different color combos. And I, oh man, it's just great. <laughs> I feel like my opinion is biased, but I a hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys like, I'm going off track here with the, uh, with Oregon, did you guys have like multiple sets of different colored cleats to go with them? Um, I don't think multiple sets, if uh, let me think, because my mind is gone, and that was so long ago, <laughs> so old. Uh, I would say three. I think. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, like green, maybe yellow and black. I might have just completely made all that up, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely know that we had some that were like white and green because those bothered my feet, and I, I always like brag on them. They have like this cool little machine that like. I don't know. It's like a little shoe steamer that like basically breaks your shoes in for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I had to use that for those because I, they, those ones did not like my feet. Okay. Jeez, that's, yeah. that's a good uh, little sidebar to know about the, the steamers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to tell them. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, with, uh, as with every guest here, we like to uh, open, you know, starting with your career at the beginning. Uh, let's, Tell us how young DJ got her start in the game. Oh, that is easy. That is my older sister. Her name is Dishani. And uh, right now, I will still, like to this day, I will never say that I am a better softball player than her. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have this, yes, we have this agreement. And this is the only thing that we came to the conclusion of because she was always great. Everybody always knew me as her little sister growing up playing softball. That's just like who my identity was until like until college, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and the agreement that we had anytime anybody ever asked us who was a better softball player, and we got asked that a lot, we finally came to the conclusion that the answer was we are better at our own positions, like of what we do. <laughs> she's an outfielder slapper, the complete opposite of me. So that was just easy. I was like, nope, she's a way better outfielder than me. She's a way better slapper. She's so fast. <laughs> and then she would say the same thing. She's like, she's a great infielder, such a power hitter. She's awesome. <laughs> and that was the only way that like we came to the conclusion about like not being that competitive about who was a better athlete. <laughs> what a, that's a great way to like, you know, 
curb any any arguments. Yes, but she she was the one. I don't know why she started playing softball, but I just remember like my earliest memories, like being three, four, fives, like following her around and going to her tournaments. And literally, my dad was there trying to like watch her games, and I would pull him to the side and like make him throw and play catch with me, like <laughs> like it was my <laughs> tournament that we were at. Uh, and I just wanted to be like her. I wanted to play with her. Whatever she was doing, I wanted to do it too. I remember, of course, being an older sister, she hated that. So mm-hmm. my first black eye. I God, I was trying to throw the play catch with her, and just because like she didn't want me there, she just like threw it. <laughs> I'm sure now she probably feels really like really bad about that, but like I just remember wanting to like play and be around her so much that like I knew I couldn't catch the balls that she was throwing, but I just put myself out there anyway. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old school sis- sister right there saying, "Hey, yeah, hey, yes, sure, sure. gonna take your lumps." <laughs> <laughs> so, how old were you when you, uh, you know, started, you know, actually playing on teams and whatnot? Um, I think the earliest I can remember was four, uh, oh. four or five. But I, yeah, I mean, that's like t-ball. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. So, love for the game right away, or did that come over time? No, it was definitely there right away, but I don't know if it was specifically the sport of softball that I was enjoying or if it was the fact that I was like doing something that was what my sister was doing and like something that my family enjoyed. Uh, yeah. I think like that was probably like the most, like the reason why I started playing. I don't think I actually like found that kind of like joy and it like something that I love to do until a little bit later. Right on, right on. Now, did you play any other sports growing up? I did. Um, so I played basketball. I played basketball up until I graduated high school and considered playing that in college, but I don't really like the sport. Oh. I mean, I don't. I, what? Wait, 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 wait. What? People out there. I just, I didn't like playing it. I was good at it. I loved my coach and I loved my teammates. So like that made it fun, but it like, this is how I knew that I wanted to play softball. Like if I had a day off and I had to go work at a sport and get better at it, I would have dreaded like going and doing extra in the gym, but I could have like taken ground balls or been hitting off the machine like all day long. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's the answer. Cause people ask you like, how are you going to decide what you want to do in college? And I was like, I don't know, but that was, <laughs> that was the answer for me. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be playing against, you know, the best of the best. Like there's no way I'm just going to be able to do like, you know, just show up and be good. I'm going to have to put in some extra work. And I'm like, I'm going to dread doing that. With basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so softball is it for me. Right on. So can you re- like, let's, let's jump right into the recruiting process here. Uh, okay. Can you remember when you thought, you know, oh, wow, I may be able to go to a great college because of softball? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't call that because, okay. Also let's, let me just tell you about my recruiting process a little bit. It okay. was way different from everybody else's way. And even now, like the, how we go about recruiting just blows my mind because like I was not in that world at all. Like we started our own team. I was playing on very local teams. Like we would travel to like, I feel like going to like Louisiana was a big deal. Like, cause that was getting out of the state. Right. I was with a lot of Mississippi, a lot of Alabama, like Louisiana was far for me. 
going to Georgia is far for me. I think I went to Tennessee a couple of times. But like I stayed like very much so like in this little small southern bubble. Right. <laughs> and the only reason I actually got seen is because um my flow chief's daughter, Chelsea, who I'm really good friends with now, was playing in a tournament in Meridian, Mississippi. And he came to that tournament more so to watch his daughter and I was playing there too and that's how that happened but it wasn't like a huge you know going out to all these big places and it wasn't like that kind of process it was just i was in the right place at the right time and i happened to have a good game while he's watching wow that's awesome though i mean hey that's like that'd be almost like you know i wouldn't say winning the lottery but i mean you know one of those once in a lifetime chances of that happening for you for for you to like if you think back on it now you're a professional softball player and the yeah. fact that you know that happened is probably because of that yes and you know what's crazier is the game that he's watching i was actually pitching whoa what <laughs> yes. wait 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 i was pitching that game i pitched also and i pitched up until um i graduated and i was becoming a freshman and didn't want to pitch anymore um well i mean also i wasn't recruited recruited to pitch but i was pitching that game and he told me about this after the fact because i asked him i was like what like you needed a shortstop and like why were you like what did you watch about that game and was like okay she's gonna you know she's gonna be a good infielder because i mean like there are other games that like you know after he saw that one he was watching me again i played shortstop or i played in the infield uh, but like I'm like, what did you see that game that was like, you know, that did it for you? And he is like, I, I do remember the play now that he said it. I just didn't know what it was at the time. But uh, somebody bunted, and it was like an accidental push bunt oh, <laughs> that okay. ended up like getting past my first baseman. So I like fielded it like forehand and like saw that like you know nobody was at the back. So I just like foot raced the girl to the bag after like fielding the ball. <laughs> like forehand the ball and then got the out that way and he was like after that play like i knew that you weren't just a pitcher and i was like okay all righty then oh wow wow what a, what a way to get recruited that's amazing yeah <laughs> so obviously like there was no other colleges in the running for you at all or at that time um, not not like that yeah so not because like the same year that because that was my junior year, by the way. That was also super late. So oh, okay, okay. It was, uh, I think, was it, it had to have been the summer of my junior year, right? Or going into my junior year. Hmm, now I'm not sure. I think it was the summer <laughs> of my junior year going into my senior year. That sounds more right. Okay. I think that's the answer. Um, but anyway, that same year, uh, ended up watching them in the World Series. So at that point, it was kind of like... You know, that was really the, the choice for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. what do you remember about arriving on campus freshman year? Oof. I, <laughs> I remember, so my first car uh, is a little two door, like red Jeep. And it's a, it was a 97. I actually still have it now. I'm driving it now because my, my Jeep, my older Jeep is in the shop. But it's two doors, super, super small, 97. It's a year younger than I am. And I remember <laughs> loading this thing up and thinking that, like, like I have so much stuff. Like, I'm going to go down here and, like, start a whole new life and... You know, it's going to be great. I'm growing from home, yada, yada, yada. And 
I just like think back, like laughing at myself, like in the small little Jeep arriving with like two or three things <laughs> to stay on campus and like having no idea like what sort of like impact softball would have on my collegiate experience and then then after college. So yeah, and, and then like also there was a big thing at UL where like there were so many girls on the roster, it was like kind of expected to redshirt. Right. Like right. it was a new hitting style. Like that was back whenever Coach Mike's hitting style was funky, which I guess it still kind of is, but it was like nobody else was like doing anything similar at all. So like, you know, it was just like known that you were gonna redshirt, take a year to kind of master that. And like nobody really started playing until their second year. So that's what I had in my mind. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna get settled, I'm really just gonna like dive into this whole softball thing and like get good at this and like feel comfortable about it and then like be ready to go next year. And that just was not the case at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I, I guess it wasn't because I mean you, you got thrown right into the like fire right away. But uh yes. actually and I had no idea that it was gonna happen to me. I remember our very first fall game. So this is like this is it like you know we have to make a lineup we're playing somebody in the fall and I just again like just you know was not expecting to play at all like I just right. had my mind made up like you know I've accepted this this is what I'm gonna do and I remember starting at shortstop our first fall game and Christina Hamilton was pitching and the year before in the world series like her glasses without the lens was like huge, like a huge thing. Right. Like everybody in the stands had them. Like there's a big blow up head of her, like with her glasses on and like lenses. And like, that was the only time that I ever fangirled like around <laughs> teammates before. <laughs> I mean, before playing professionally, but yeah. that was the first time that I like fangirled over my teammate. And it didn't hit me until that moment. Like I had been practicing with her like the whole fall. Mm. And then our first fall game and I'm playing shortstop behind her. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, that's Christina. <laughs> that's I don't know why he hit me in that moment, but that's what it did. And the very first fall that I got, I tucked it so far that it like ricocheted off the wall and went past our right cylinder. So that was my first, <laughs> that was my first play at shortstop because I was fangirling over my teammates. That is great. I love little side stories like that. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. It's funny. I actually had a, I, before, before, like when you were talking about, you know, loading up your Jeep and driving down and whatnot i just picture you showing up there with you know two bags and everybody else have u-hauls there full of stuff and yes. <laughs> you're like looking well, around going oh, oh wow i should have brought more <laughs> <laughs> well you know too it was like you know you know everybody helps the freshmen now and yeah. it's too it's like you know the whole team's gonna go and they're gonna help you unload your stuff and like all that and i'm like oh that's so great oh that's great uh so that first year uh first i i need to know how was the uh, how was the adjustment for you moving away from home um that part wasn't difficult for me right. i i definitely love my family um, but my, they've always been ones like encourage me to like go and do things. My mom is like, you know, this time, like in your life when you're young and before you've had, you know, children, you made a family, this is the time where you need to go and like explore and do things and stuff like that. And she had always pushed us to do that. So <clears throat> being far away from home, like that wasn't anything that was like a transition for me. Um, I think literally just 
softball as I knew it uh, was the biggest transition. Because like I said before, like, you know, it was small tournaments, um, you know, like nothing super big. And then going from that to starting shortstop on a team that literally just got back to the World Series. <laughs> so yeah, man. that was... Yeah, that would have yeah. had to be a big adjustment. <laughs> yes, that was my biggest adjustment. I was also like very, very, very quiet um, before, which I am. I'm talking a lot now. <laughs> I mean, I am. Whenever, like, I, I just always have a quiet presence on the field. I'm not like super big and like like passionate to where like you can see it if you're looking at me like through like right. what I'm doing. I'm just like very toned down version <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So, like, I think it was, like, the team's mission, especially Coach Mike's, to, like, get me out of my show and, like, you know, make me louder. And because, you know, being, in, you know, up the middle on a team like that, you have to be vocal. You have to have, like, some sort of presence there other than just, like, right. nobody knowing that I was there until a ball got hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Which is how I would have preferred it. Like, I'll just, you know, hang out. Uh, nobody knows I'm here. Don't look at me. And then when the ball comes, I'll make the play and that'll be it. Yeah. No, that's how. <laughs> so I think like getting me out of my show, um, becoming like, like I definitely did not become this my freshman year, but it was just like in the works of me becoming a leader. Yeah. Uh, all of that was probably the biggest challenge for me my freshman year. Okay. Well, the funny thing, my, my next question was, you know, what would you, say was your biggest takeaway from that first season but i think you pretty much answered that question was yeah. you know coming out of your shell and you know yes. becoming a leader i mean also too i think it was important for me to realize and like um and that kind of helped with this too but it was more so like me realizing this my second year was that like everybody's a different type of player everybody plays the game a different way right um and just like kind of being able to like accept that like that's where like my comfort is and that's kind of why I enjoy softball is that I get to kind of compete however I want to um or like just display like what competing is to me but then also like you know knowing that at some point you are a leader on the team so having to like it just kind of like play both of those sides right like be what my team needs me to be but then also remember why it is that I enjoy playing softball right on good answer so freshman season ends that summer, yeah. you'd represent the U.S. at the World Cup of Softball and the Junior Women's World uh, Championships, where you'd win gold. First, yeah. how cool was it to rep the red, white, and blue? I It was super, super, super cool to me and also surreal because I kid you not, I literally had no idea that like that was a thing that you could do whenever softball wasn't in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> like. I, I remember, so again, this goes back to my wing answer. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, like, it might have been the summer before. Like, literally, like, the summer before it happened to me, I was watching Buffalo Wild Wings, and there were younger kids that had a USA jersey on that was playing. Hmm. And I was, like, asking everybody at the table, I was, like, how are they, like, how do they have that on right now? Like, how are they playing for Team USA right now? Like, they're young. There's no Olympics going on, and Supple's not in the Olympics. I'm like, how do you get to do that? <laughs> like, that was my question. And nobody could answer me. Like, I just was so, like, shocked that that's what was going on. And nobody had an answer for me. And then the very following summer, I was getting to do that. So I think, like, the just the whole, like, how am I here in this moment was, like, 
just unbelievable for me. So I think that was like super, super, super cool. Um, would love to do it. Definitely a highlight. I still have my Jersey frames. Like nice. I, it was just like fun to be a part of. I met a lot of, um, of my current teammates now. And that was like, and that was also, sorry, I'm just going, just rambling. Now. That's okay. That's, but, that, that's what makes for a good <laughs> podcast, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, growing up, travel ball is like how a lot of uh, people got to know each other right even in college yes. so it's like we play on the same travel ball team but now she goes to this school and i go to this school and we still stay connected so like there were all those connections like all over the diamond and i never really had that because the people that i played with weren't playing the same level or weren't at the schools that i was playing against right so like playing with the junior national team and meeting all of those teammates was the first time that I had somebody on the other side of the diamond that I was playing against that I knew. And I just thought that was really cool too. Huh? So it was like, I like Cindy Romero was one of my teammates. And then, you know, we play OU and it's like, Oh my gosh, I know her. Like you guys know her like this, but I know her, you know, like this, like right. another teammate. So I just think that was a cool thing from experience too. Um, and it definitely gave me the confidence going into my sophomore year to be a little bit more vocal. <laughs> I don't think I quite got all the way there yet. Um, but it definitely helped. <laughs> That's funny because my next question that I had, like I have my notes up here. I said, I have written down like after you hit 583 at that world championships, that definitely had to add to your confidence going into the sophomore year. And you just nailed it right there. But, oh, nice. <laughs> wow. This is great. This is an easy podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was necessarily about the success that I had versus right. like who I was playing with too. Hmm. Like, I think that gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, like training with them and like the different coaches and the coaching staff that we had. Um, I think just all of that and like not feeling too much like an outcast and too much like I didn't belong. Yeah. <laughs> and it was what gave me a lot of confidence to you. I'm like, okay, I think I can actually kind of do this a little bit. Yeah. Were, like so, what was there something like when you were with that group, was there something like you, you got to notice right away, you know, how certain people are, are training, you know, what they're doing off the field and stuff that you were able to take with you? Um, <laughs> or no. when I found out, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, it sounds bad, too. That's okay. but I definitely found out that like at UL, our training style is just way different from what everybody else is doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like, and I guess it makes sense too, but most of our time at UL was spent hitting. Right. Um, like we would give up weightlifting, we would give up conditioning and all of that stuff and instead hit instead so whenever i'm hearing you know my these teammates talk about conditioning tests and you know all these six a.m's they do i'm like what what is going on like why do they do that to you <laughs> like try to figure out what, what's going on what is this conditioning thing <laughs> <laughs> and like that wasn't that wasn't a thing to me until oregon happened right 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 also neither was um like defense individuals so like you know there's like a time where you do like individuals in fall uh we did a lot of hitting individuals of course but like we didn't really do that many defensive individuals we right. did some but like a lot of our defensive work is done on our own so it's just like some extra like whatever extra you have time for you want to come up there do on your own like, mm -hmm. that's kind of where we got a lot of our uh defensive reps and i'll say so maybe not the work we got work in but reps you wanted reps you did that on your own 
Okay. So the first time I was figuring out that that just wasn't the case for everybody was through them. <laughs> oh, so. that's, that's great to hear. I love these. Oh, man, I love little side stories. Uh, um, let's jump to your junior season. Because, I mean, okay. it was, you know, pretty impressive, I, I'd say. Uh, you led the entire NCAA in home runs with 29, <laughs> RBIs, 82. Also tied NCAA record for Grand Slams in the season with six. I mean, was the ball looking like a beach ball that season or what's going on there? <laughs> um, I can actually say like wholeheartedly, I just got like really comfortable then. Like I was finally comfortable in my environment. I finally accepted the role as a leader on the team. Like I had gotten used to like knowing that whenever I came and was a part of the team, like I was expected to say something. I was expected to have like, you know, that presence on the field. I even remember one of our pitchers who wasn't like, you know, in the, everyday rotation say that like you like I have confidence pitching because like I know that you're behind me so yeah and that of course like I still remember that now so that obviously meant a lot to me too but like I just kind of accepted that you know being my role and I think that like not having that as like like I felt like the expectation kind of like made it easier to embody that like rather like Rather than give me, like, put pressure on me, I was like, okay, well, this is what people expect me to do. Like, I, I better go out and do this. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I, yeah, I think just the comfort of that whole year with my teammates, my coaches, that's what made it, you know, so fun and easy. Right. It's, fun, it's funny what uh, comfort can do for the game, right? Yes. I mean, if, if you're comfortable doing things, doing, like, if you're in a comfortable environment, it's funny, like, you know, how elevated your game can get. Right. Yeah. Um, so what led to the transfer to Oregon? Um, <laughs> okay, well, it's definitely... Uh, should I be asking this or what? <laughs> it's kind of a big deal here. <laughs> yes, yes. But I was trying to figure out how I was going to start my answer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, definitely the staff getting fired was, you know, the only thing that even made me consider leaving to begin with. Right. Like, again, we were just talking about, like, coming off of, like, my most comfortable year, like, make step in that role. Like, I could have stayed there happily for forever. Like, I like, got my master's there, like, been around the team, you know, for a while because I was just, like, that comfortable. Like, I remember telling my parents, like, I could see myself, like, living here, like, being here. Right. And I told my mom that, and funny enough, she was like, I already knew that. <laughs> she was like, I could tell, like, based off, like, I love the food there. Everything is spicy. So that was great. She was like, I knew, like, from that moment, that, like, we were never going to get you back. <laughs> she was like, I already accepted, like, that's how things were going to be. Right. And I was like, oh, nice. So, like, I had zero intentions of leaving. I didn't think about it. Obviously, this was before, like, the transfer portal. So, like, leaving was a lot more difficult than it is now right. by far. Yeah. Um, and like the only thing that made me think about doing that was uh, the staff getting fired. And then also, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this too, but I mean, it's kind of years ago, but I just didn't appreciate um, like the way that it was handled. I'll say that. Right. So to the athletic department and everything else, I just, I felt like, like, I understand, you know, things not working out and people being, you know, needing to let go or whatever. I just feel like the way in which they did it and the respect that I had for my coach and felt like, you know, he deserved, I just didn't think that it was handled the right way. So 
uh, at that point, like staying wasn't an option for me, no matter like who replaced him. Like I just didn't, I, I don't know. I that, just, for me, that was a good enough reason. Right. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay. So how did, uh, Oregon come into play? Um, Oregon came into play because, uh, I didn't want to sit out a year <laughs> and again, I don't know if it's still like this now, Probably not because the transfer portal, but back then the SEC didn't accept senior transfers. Uh, you could be a graduate transfer, but you couldn't be a senior transfer. So I couldn't have left and gone anywhere close to home or anywhere on like, you know, southeastern side of the country and played right away. And I didn't want to wait. So I think I, I got my permission to contact because back then you had to have that. <laughs> and I sent it to. I really want to say three people, but I can only remember two. So maybe the third one isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I, dr- I dreamt that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who that would have been. So um, I sent it to two people and there were two mics, <laughs> Mike White and Mike Andrew. Oh, okay. And yes. And they both uh, asked me on a visit. And I, and I think too, um, it was kind of more an advantage towards Mike White because of the time that I did it. Um, which I guess they're kind of both in similar, you know, same time zones, but it was later at night for me and I wasn't really expecting like a response right away. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's after work hours. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I sent it and coach White responded like almost immediately. Wow. So <laughs> people asked like, how did you decide? I was like, wow. It's like first come first. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't quite that, but he was the first one to reach out and we were the, we set up a, uh, uh, an official visit first. Right. So that was the way that I decided like how to go on the vis- visits. That was just the, the first person I reached out to me, the first visit I was set up. And I just so happened to love it so much that while I was out there, um, I called Arizona and, and I canceled my visit for them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Because wow. I was like, you know, at this point I'm a senior, like I, I know what I want, what I'm, you know, what I, what I want out of teammates, what I want out of a coaching staff, and this is it. Not that Arizona couldn't, couldn't have provided me the same opportunities, but it just felt right. And I didn't want to like waste their time or money or anything like that. So I just went ahead and yeah. made it official while I was there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, well, I mean, when you know, you know, though, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like for you though, well, I think being older definitely helps. Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Being a senior. So yeah, for yeah. sure. So what was it like, you know, walking into that culture? Cause I mean, if you look at that roster from 2018, there's quite a few household names on there. <laughs> I know. I think about that all the time. I'm like, who knew like walking into that, like what that team would have become. Um, but unfortunately I kind of went back into like freshman year stuff where I was like very quiet again like didn't really know what my role was you know for the team they had already had a dynamic established and then I was just like this new thing that came in in the middle of the year by the way yeah and it's just gonna like be there and play come you know weeks from now in the springtime so my just like first reaction was just to kind of like go back in that bubble and kind of be more quiet and everything else. Um, but at the same time, I look back on it and like, I won't ever do that again <laughs> because <laughs> that. I'm like, now I'm to the point now where I feel very comfortable and like who I am as an athlete, a person, a player that like, I know that like for me to be my most successful, like I'm going to just have to be 
me and like whatever comes of that comes of that i if there was anything that i could go back and tell myself before i got ready to like make the move and make the transition it would be that it's right. just like be yourself um like be comfortable with being yourself like just whatever it is if they like it they like it if they don't they don't but i i didn't do that <laughs> right on <laughs> now you got you got to go to new zealand prior to the yes. starting this yeah okay because well i had coach white on here and he talked about taking you guys to New Zealand. Um, what was that experience like? Yes. Different. Um, <laughs> what, okay. So here's what made it even crazier. Um, that, that was my first time meeting the team and being with them. Sorry. Other than my official visit, but like, you know, official visits, you know, I met yeah. a few teammates here and there, but I didn't meet like the entire team that wasn't with the entire team until then. And I specifically remember that it was like super rushed and super last minute that they were trying to get me to go. So I think I flew out and let's just say that we left on a Saturday. So I would have flown, I would have flown out and gotten there that Friday night. I think I did like, uh, like the first half of my physical Friday night, the second half Saturday morning, got a bag from the equipment guy, packed it all up, and then left for New Zealand. That oh afternoon. wow! Yes. Wow. So my first time, like being with the team, with the team, was in a foreign country for two weeks straight. <laughs> so that will like make you just like here here's your teammates yep. <laughs> go make it work like that was the quickest thing that i could have done to like get you know acclimated to the like to being a part of the team not only that you lose a day too <laughs> yes yes that was really fun though i just like i don't know just getting out of the country um that whole experience is really fun. So, oh, no doubt. Yeah, I think I Snapchatted the, the days and I was like, I'm leaving and it's today and I'm going to get there and it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> and that was so lame and thinking that was so cool. <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny because I, we've talked to, you know, quite a few guys from the New Zealand national, men's national team on the podcast here or, or even like like coaching coaches and whatnot. And funny thing, like we'll ask them as a joke, uh, you know, so what, what happens in the next 24 hours? You know what I mean? Like, cause they're a day ahead of us, just <laughs> something silly like that. I mean, uh, yes. it amuses us, but <laughs> oh my. So, uh, was an adjustment for you going from hitting three or four in the lineup with Louisiana to, you know, further down with the ducks? think that like that part was necessarily the adjustment um I think it just like kind of went back to the comfort thing and like me explaining like what my teammates expected from me right and that making it like really easy to like to be that mm. um so again like the thing about the pitcher telling me like she you know liked my presence and like I feel comfortable and I do better just like knowing that you're there so like she expected me to like she even said like too I didn't elaborate earlier but she even said, like, you know, I know, like, even if I miss my spot, I, like, if they hit it to you, I'm just like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> even if it's, like, a hard hit, like, even if, like, I accidentally type it, if I see it going in your direction, it's kind of like, relax. Like, okay, fine, this is good. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> like, she's pitching it, hoping they hit it to you. <laughs> like, and, again, like, it doesn't mean, you know, like, that much. But just, like, knowing what my teammates expected of me. I really valued that. And it wasn't that like my teammates at Oregon didn't expect me to be good. It was just, it, 
it wasn't that same way because they didn't know me. They hadn't played right. with me for so long. Like they don't know that if a ball gets hit my way that they should, you know, feel okay about that. Like they should know that like I'm gonna be there. Like, I don't know, they're hoping that I make a play too. So yeah. um, I don't know, that was just different. Yeah. Um, more so than anything else. Right. So um and I think that kind of directly reflected like performance wise, if that's okay to say, I'm not sure. <laughs> so that was really what I was more so struggling with versus like where I was hitting at and stuff like that. Like that wasn't the big thing. It was just like, what am I doing a part of this team? Like, what is my identity? Um, like, what do you guys need from me? Like, where do I kind of fit in? Right. Well, I think, yeah. you know, it's funny. I, you know, being an outsider looking in, I mean, you're going in there as, leading the whole NCAA in home runs RBIs the year prior, correct? Yes. And I mean, yes. from a mental standpoint going in for you, I feel like, not you, I'm, I'm not speaking for you. I mean, me personally, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh, wow, I got to go, I got to hit 33 home runs this season. Like, right, right. Yeah. So it was just dealing with all that. And like, again, being in a new place, I felt like a freshman all over again. Right. So that makes that sense. Only was like, those expectations on top of it, it was like, you know, dealing with the new environment, uh, like this, now this was the first time that I was like actually leaving my family, <laughs> you know, the little six hour drive, which now I say six hours, like it's not that far because my parents are making that trip every weekend. Hmm. And now that six hour drive goes to like a two day drive. Right. Now you're on the West coast. Ticket out there. Yeah. So it wasn't quite as easy. Like if I had a free weekend, I could go home and see my parents. It was like, if I had a free weekend, all right, enjoy by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your free weekend by yourself. Yeah, that's um, right. So that was the, that was the thing. And it was, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, not that different um, as far as like culture wise. Right. Mississippi and Oregon, very different culture. No, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. So that was just, it was all of those things that just made my experience there very, very, very unique. Yeah. The, the, spicy, <laughs> the spicy wings in Oregon are a little different than uh, oh, in Mississippi. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the funny thing, too, so just another side sidebar. Love them. But um, still a lot of fans from UL sent me senior gifts on my senior day. Um, so that was like really, really cool. One of my favorite ones actually came from a former teammate and she sent like the, um, it was a necklace with like longitude and latitude, like a place. Yeah. And it had shortstop at Lansing Park at UL and then it had shortstop at the Jane. And wow. yeah, I know that was like, that's one of my favorite gifts. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, yes. But some other gifts that I got was actually like Tabasco hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and I, like, yes, they sent those. Somebody sent, and I, to this day, I have not opened it. I know exactly where it is. I will not be opening it. But it was, like, the 150th or something like that celebration for Tabasco. And the bottle of Tabasco looks like a champagne bottle. No way. So, like, yes, yes. So, I opened the box to, like, see the bottle. And I put it immediately back in the box. And I was, like, I'm going to keep this forever. I'm not using it. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to this. So, and my mom was, like, you know, why don't you just use the hot sauce and keep the bottle? I'm, like, no, I can't open it. <laughs> don't you ever wonder what it would taste like, though? I do, but I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just going to keep it in the box because that was so cool. Yeah, no, I no, I hear you. I, I can 
totally agree with you on that one. I mean, that's yes. hey, that's something you're going to be able to keep for the rest of your life. And yes, and it's super cool. Yeah. But yeah, so hot sauce. They, I even got like uh, somebody sent me out with a big <laughs> box of hot sauce, and it was just like Asco's, like in different little bottles that came, like the huge bottles all the way down to like the small one that was good for like one meal, like one dose that you could like stick in your purse. Oh wow! And I think that was like actually now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of what I was known for. You well. Um, whenever we like traveled and we had like our backpacks, I would always have two bottles of Tabasco with me. I would have the regular kind in one cup holder and the family reserve that I also got from somebody. <laughs> and they just kind of gave it to me. I don't know if I was supposed to accept that or not. Oh. But anyway, they gave me the family reserve and I kept that in the other cup holder. So like if, you know, we hang our bags up during the game, they would just scan our dugout. They saw my book bag with the two Tabasco. And I remember... My boyfriend was playing baseball at you all the time, and his teammates would ask, like, what? Like, they would watch the game, and, like, they would scan over to the deck They're like, whose bag has this hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> and he would have to claim me. <laughs> he would have to be like that first. Oh, my jumping sense. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, we would be best friends. I'm telling you right now, because <laughs> I would be like, give me that hot sauce right now. I need, yes. some, I need some on my wings. <laughs> Yes, it's just nice to have on you. Yes. I learned that being out in Oregon. You need some hot sauce on you all the time. That's, it's funny because at I, ta- I have a, my own personal body, a, a bottle of uh, Frank's Red Hot at my work. Like, that's oh, mine. Nice. That, like, nobody can touch. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put it on everything. And like they say, hey, you put that on everything, right? So, yes. Uh, I, I mind sharing but i have a lot to go around it was funny this year um at adu <laughs> my birthday we moved we moved up the season so this year my birthday was during uh, our time at adu mm-hmm. and my sister sent me my birthday gift to you know the stadium where we get all of our stuff and i <laughs> just happened to open it there and she got me a, a gallon like a gallon bottle of tabasco <laughs> a gallon Yes, I didn't even know they made them in gallons, but they make every single flavor in a gallon. And I don't even know how, like, I haven't opened it because I don't know how I'm supposed to approach it. Wait, wait, wait. It's because you don't open things. Come on. (laughs) You don't think? Well, you hold on I, to everything. I need it. I'm going to use it. (laughs) I'm actually thinking about getting like a little. Like, you know, you put it in there and, like, you squeeze it and it comes out that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a little pump. Like, you think I could do that. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I just, maybe Amazon can <laughs> help me out. <laughs> but, yes, I have it still. I'm ready to use it as soon as I can figure out a way to make this functional. Because I can't pour a gallon bottle of Tabasco every time I get ready to use it. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to figure out how I can make this work. Oh, that's great. That's great. People are going to listen to this podcast and be like, why are they talking about hot sauce this whole episode? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, let's go. Let's get back. Let's get back to oh, softball here. That's a, hey, we'll probably get sidetracked again. So uh, World Series. You get to the World yeah. Series in Oregon. Uh, unfortunately, didn't end how you wanted to, but... Uh, what was it like for you personally, you know, getting to play at OKC in that atmosphere? Right. It, again, was back to a surreal moment. And I absolutely hated how I played at the World Series. <laughs> so if anybody asked me about it, it's like not good memories. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, the experience was there. And I specifically remember like after um, the, like, I don't know if this is actually like our first 
days worth of games or after the whole thing was over. But I remember texting him to my flow team and he was always great about like giving perspectives. <laughs> and I was telling him, I was like, oh my gosh, I played terribly. Like, you know, I finally want to get to the World Series after like having wanted this my entire career just to get here and play like crap for lack of better words. Right. <laughs> and he was like so sweet about it. It was funny the way that he said it, but he was trying his hardest to be so sweet. He was like, you know, you should really be thankful. He was like, you get to suck, like, in front of everybody, like, at the World Series. He was like, you could be sucking at, like, you know, conference tournament, or you could be sucking at, you know, just this random game that nobody gets to watch. He's like, but you can suck, and you get to fail. That's a great perspective, though. (laughs) Yes, at the World Series. And I was like, all right, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that kind of helped my perspective. Every time I look back, and I definitely learned a lot and, and grew from that too. So yeah. that definitely like helped me look back on and like not hate the experience. But yes, I just remember him saying that. And that was kind of funny. To That's me. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so is it, I mean, I've talked to plenty of former athletes that have played in the college world series on here. Um, and I like to, you know, ask, is the atmosphere different? Like, is it a total different dynamic? Um, I think so. Um, but I'm bad about that because I don't hear a thing. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I have just like gotten really great at blocking stuff out. So my mom, she hates this. She would always ask, did you hear me cheering for you? Like in the game, like I'm afraid <laughs> you got your big hit. Like I was yelling name i was like no like how could i have possibly heard you like i don't she's like it got quiet and i was the only one saying uh, no i didn't <laughs> hear you i did not <laughs> hear you i'm so sorry um so like in the game i don't really remember that much but i know just like the like just the atmosphere and like how softball was like of that much importance there was like the closest that I felt to playing professionally mm-hmm. uh, while I was still in college. Right on. Um, like all autographs, so many little girls that were there, like looking up to you just because you were there. Um, and like just people that like had no affiliation with any of the teams, but they just wanted to come and watch good softball. And they're like, Oh, I have season tickets. I come every year. Like, and I'm like, wow, you come every single year, regardless of who makes it just because you like enjoy the game of softball that much. So I think that was like the coolest part, like just the atmosphere, like not necessarily during the game, just for softball as a whole was just like the richest it's ever felt at right. that stadium. Right on. Yeah. You're probably not thinking of anything. Cause you're like, those people on the bench better not be touching my hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. <laughs> uh, yeah, they know better. <laughs> okay, so let's jump to your pro career. Um, you played two seasons with the Bandits in Chicago, getting drafted 21st overall in 2018. How special was that for you? Um, I, I, mean, I keep, I feel like I keep saying the word surreal. Yeah. Um, well, but I, mean, I kind of, this had to be. <laughs> but it was because I also like, like playing professionally was also something that I didn't think was going to happen for me. Hmm. So the same way that like I saw, you know, the junior national team or, uh, USA team playing on TV. And I was like, how do you get to do that? Like, how does that happen for you? Like, how do you go about getting to that place? It was like, being drafted was kind of the same way and like yeah I knew the draft was happening and that it could happen I remember watching like as a team um Lexi Elkins get drafted so like we like we knew there was a draft we knew 
Uh, but like, I just didn't know how to go about getting to that point. Right. And like, it's just, I feel like it's very different probably from every other sport getting drafted because there's like, you know, no communication beforehand. Like you let people know that you want to play professionally, yeah. but like, you know, if they, who cares? Like if you don't get drafted, like <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people wanted to play softball professionally and didn't get the chance to. Right. So I don't know. I just didn't, I'm not going to say like I had no idea that it was going to happen for me, but I feel like when it happened, I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> so yeah, I just think that was the coolest thing. And I remember getting to, you know, the Bandit Stadium, which is where we play AU now. So I love it. It's like my home stadium, like the, the one thing that I know and feel the most comfort with about playing professional softball is that stadium. Isn't that a crazy full circle moment though? You know, you start there and you're absolutely love it. That's awesome. I feel like I'm at home every time I I play there. Right. (laughs) But, um, I remember Tony Cameron, she was the one that took me around, um, and like, let me see everything and just like being on the field. Nobody was there. Like I was just like, just hopped off a plane and was there. And I just like, just I couldn't believe what I was getting ready to be a part of so just the opportunity I feel like for me always continues to be like the biggest like the most special part like I'm from you know small town Mississippi where like you know fast pitch softball is not the you know the most played sport um or at least it wasn't at the time then And, like, just getting, like, through all of that, transferring, uh, and just, like, playing in the World Series and then somehow making it there and still being able to play, you know, all these years later, I just feel definitely, like, extremely blessed and just, like, how in the world this happened to me. Right, 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 right. So, the pandemic hits. Everything yes. shut down. And then we, yes. get, we get word of this new league called Athletes Unlimited. Yes. How did you catch wind of it and end up joining? Um, actually, Jade. Uh, what is Jade's last name? Hewitt. This is Hewitt. No, not that. Oh, Jade. I thought you meant Jade Hewitt, the photographer. Well, okay. no, I love Jade. I love Jade too. I've had her on the podcast. And that's where my mind went to, but I'm like, that's not the Jade I'm talking about. Jade from Auburn. Um, I don't know where she was at the time though, but I remember I was with Mizzou. Uh, as a GA and I saw her at a child that we were playing at and she was one of the ones she was the first person to tell me about it she was like hey there's gonna be this new league come the fall like it's you know it sounds like it's gonna be awesome like they're really gonna take care of us like all this good stuff and I'm like okay like that would be nice I'm like you know at this point we don't really know if like the NPF is gonna be a thing or not um and like hearing about this I'm like okay, this sounds like a wonderful opportunity. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen for me. Like, just because you're saying something about it doesn't mean like I'm going to get to be a part of it. I'm like, but it sounds nice. And then I guess just from her doing whatever she did, um, I got an email from Sherry and that was kind of how I got hooked up with AU. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was your initial thoughts on the whole league rules and, and the whole setup? Um, I don't think I really found out about that um until a lot later. I didn't I didn't say that I was like one of the first few that signed on for AU. I hope it wasn't week uh, three when you found out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I specifically remember um 
like she sent the list. She said, you can pick any number that you want, except for these numbers. Mm-hmm. And I assumed like, that was the first thing that I read in the email. And I was like, Oh darn, like somebody's going to have my number. I just know it. <laughs> but I scrolled down and I saw the list and it was like 10 numbers. And I emailed back. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can choose any number as long as it's not these. And she was like, yep. First. <laughs> and I was like, yes and like text like a number right away she's like you got it and i was like wow that was so easy like i really thought i was gonna have to like fight over my number to figure out figure out a different number that i could be and like why i wanted to be this different number and it was like 10 that i couldn't choose and i was like this is great (laughs) so i didn't really find out about like the whole dynamic or like how it's going to be played until you know, later on, because, you know, it's still being developed. It's still new to everybody. They're still working out the kinks and trying to figure out how it's all going to work as we're going through it. So I didn't really hear about that until after I already signed up for it, <laughs> which at that point, I, you know, I'm, I'm already here. You've already got me. That's right. Um, but I think that made it like kind of intimidating, but also sound like really, really, really fun. Like softball is already fun enough yeah. as it is. And you try to like, yeah, every inning counts, every moment counts. Like, yes, it's a game of inches, like all the cliche stuff that you hear all the time. And like, you know, it's, but you don't like actually see how it's like affecting the game or like adding up necessarily right. until this system comes about. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, like now, like every moment really does count. <laughs> it's a game of inches. Like, you know, we have replayed now. So like just, you know, the difference between like somebody's foot hitting the bag before the ball hits the back of their glove of all things can be the difference between, you know, winning and losing a game and points and stuff like that too. So I just think that, that kind of like made softball a little bit more interesting just because you kind of got to see like how every little thing affected the outcome of it. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I rave about it on here all the time. I, and I, everybody knows that I love athletes unlimited. Like It's just, I can't wait for next season. It's one of those things. How would like for you? What was it like? What was it like being a captain and getting to do, getting a draft? Um, <laughs> is it nerve wracking? Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. Okay, oh yeah, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> just for me personally, I just don't know if that's necessarily something that fits my personality. Right. Which you know now everybody's you know has they go about it different ways, but um, yeah, that was kind of terrifying for me. I'm like, why? Why do I have to pick these people? <laughs> I'm like, but again, like everybody there is like you know elites, the best right. of you know the best of the best everybody is there for a reason they're they're all great at whatever it is that they do so it i don't know i just felt like that was a lot of pressure like how do we put together a team which i guess it probably should have made a little bit easier like you know you get everybody it's great you just choose (laughs) (laughs) that's it but it was a big deal so yeah i was kind of nerve-wracking it was definitely fun and i i enjoyed the experience yeah no doubt no so You've played in every season, including AUX, which yes. is so uh, I guess we can consider you the OG of AU, can't we? <laughs> uh, one of them, yes. yeah. You're yeah, one of them. So. You're one of the OGs. So yes. I'm assuming you're back next season. Um, or I don't know. You don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, well, I haven't been asked to be back yet, so... 
Hey, you. Hello, hey, guys. Hey, you. Hey, hey Vic. <laughs> hey, Vic. You listen? Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely would love to be. I, again, I enjoy my job and what I'm doing. Mm. Um, probably a little bit more than playing. Um, just at the moment. Just because, yeah. I don't know, I enjoy helping other people compete. I don't, I just found joy in doing that. And, like, found joy in, like, competing like with the game within the game like how do we make these adjustments how do we go from you know having a better at bat from one to the next so uh, it's not that i don't enjoy playing anymore i definitely do um i just feel like coaching is just a a tad bit more fun for me you're making my segues so easy right now (laughs) it's so great like this is awesome so let's talk about the coaches like is this always something you want to get into no, absolutely not. Awesome. No, no, no. <laughs> I always said that I could never coach. Never, ever, ever. I was like, I do not have the patience to coach. I like, I just, I liked things to be structured, to be a certain way. Um, I didn't like, cause I, I just have always been very impatient as a child growing up, even kind of until now, just like been very impatient. And I was like, it, it's not going to work. Like <laughs> I might have an idea of what I'm talking about, but like, there's no way I can like teach somebody else and like have the patience to like let them learn it before I'm ready for them to be like perfect at it. Right. And then here comes this Michael Teeth swing that I did not pick up right away and had to have somebody be extremely, extremely, extremely patient with me. Um, always compare uh, like how the coaching probably was between like me and Lexi Elkins. She like, first of all, Lexi Elkins is like just amazing human being athlete. You know, she's, she's phenomenal. And she like was so quick to pick things up. So it's like Coach Mike would say, you know, something to her, maybe say it, you know, one or two times. And like, she's got it. She's mastered it. Like she's been doing it her whole life. He'd say something to me one time. It didn't quite work. He'd come back and said the same thing a different way. No, didn't make any sense. Try to help me feel it. No, didn't quite get it. <laughs> like multiple times, like having to come and like weeks later, me finally grasping this idea and then trying to work my way to like perfecting it and mastering it later on. <laughs> so I'm like, if this one individual could have this much patience with me when it came to this, like there's no way that I can't not do the same thing for somebody else. Right, right. That's so right. that was really the only thing that made me even think that coaching was possible for me. It was like understanding what kind of patience it took for somebody else to do it with me. And then definitely having the empathy for athletes that don't pick up things, you know, right away. Right. So I started with lessons um, and that I enjoyed. You know, I only had one person. They wanted to be there, obviously, or they, you know, <laughs> wouldn't have signed up for them. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just for a short time. And, like, I got, I'd like to see, like, just them getting better within, like, you know, a short period of time. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other, mm-hmm. but just, like, those small adjustments. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you got better today. And I, like, was so proud and so happy that, like, you were able to see something so small. Yeah, it's got to be a great feeling. Uh, Yes. And I think too, it's like, I don't even really I don't take credit for it ever. I'm like, look what you did. Like just this sort of time, <laughs> like you went from doing this to this. I'm like, that's so cool. And I'm like, just so proud of like 
you know, just people being willing and able to make adjustments and pick up things and study the game. Um, I just am very fascinated by how well, you know, people can do that. So uh, I enjoyed doing lessons and then kind of just the opportunities kind of just like came my way. Um, I remember getting a call about being a GA from Chris Malbo, who was my assistant coach at UL at the time. He was at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Um, talked to Coach Anderson and headed off, and that just kind of fell into my lap. Was there for two years. Um, we played Mississippi State at Mizzou uh, for our senior day. So there, even our us as grad assistants got you know, like recognized for senior day because it was our, you know, last right. year being with the team and we were playing Mississippi State and I guess Ricketts found out that like, you know, I was going to need something else to do after the fact. <laughs> so again, she asked Chris, she was like, hey, you know, do you think DJ wants to get into coaching? You're like, you know, would she want to be the volunteer and got to talking with her and that just kind of happened too. <laughs> so wow. that, and then now with AU, uh, being a big form of connections, that was kind of how I got in contact with Coach Steph. And I had a lot, and I don't even know this, but a lot of people from AU kind of vouching for me as far as like having this job at Memphis. So wow, she called about great. that. Yes. And that just kind of fell into my lap also. <laughs> so not that I'm not, you know, extremely um like grateful but it, everything just kind of all fell into place and just kind of you know yeah was was made easy to get to where i am that's amazing that is yeah. amazing so is yeah. is head coaching gig something you're striving for in the future oh no no, <laughs> <laughs> no. funny because i'm keep that away no, from me no, no. <laughs> and i feel like that's what happened last you time know I that's gonna no. happen it's and totally gonna happen so maybe I should say yes. Maybe I should say yes. And then maybe it won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So secret irrational fear that I, it won't be a secret anymore. I am terrified of parents. Like I, <laughs> I am terrified of somebody wanting to know why I can't make their child better. Like I just like, I don't know. I don't know what my response would be if somebody said that, like, why is my child awful? You're her coach. I don't know what I would say. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is, so I feel like as long as I'm not a head coach, I can kind of like avoid, you know, those kind of interactions with them. That was probably the best answer I could have ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of parents. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't know what to say. That is awesome. Oh, wow. If I'm going to take a clip it from the podcast and post it prior, <laughs> I think that might be it. <laughs> oh, that man. is amazing. Oh, wow. DJ, you just made my night right there on that one. Uh, <laughs> so we have a little thing that I like to end the podcast with uh, okay. called Player Association. I'm going to throw out some names to you. You can say, you know, of course, I, of course, you have an association with all the players. I'm going to throw it to you. Um, <laughs> if you have a story, let her fly. Oh, okay. I hope they're good. Oh, I hope they're good. good stories. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, you, you touched on them earlier, Coach Michael Lotif. Oh well, yeah. This is this is easy. Um, just like any fun any, story, anything. Um. <laughs> I don't know why this is the first one that popped into my mind. This is so bad. But Coach Mike loves fried chicken. 
Like absolutely loves, loves, loves fried chicken. And that was made evident too. After a couple of years, he bought his favorite chicken restaurant in Louisiana and like, Oak, like ran it for a little while until he didn't anymore and sold it. But, um, I remember during one practice, he was like, uh, DJ, go get me some fried chicken. (laughs) I was like, 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 we're in the middle of practice. He was like, yep. If you start walking right now, let the time get there. (laughs) Practice will be over. Oh my gosh, by the time I get here and back from walking, which you suggested walking, by the way, your fried chicken's going to be cold. And he was like, "Mm." okay, that's a good point. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. I do not know why. There's so many stories and like definitely a lot of good memories. I don't know why the fried chicken one was the first one that came up. (laughs) That's that's great. Okay. Next up. Aaliyah Creighton. Oh, Aaliyah, this is, this is nice. Um, well, for sure, her, both of our dads are still really good friends. Like my dad would, you know, after we kind of like transferred and went different ways, um, our dads were kind of the ones that kept us connected for a little while. Oh, wow. Yeah. My dad, um, he's like, Hey, what's the last time we talked to Aaliyah? I was like, I don't know, you know, couple of days ago a week ago whenever he's like oh you need to talk to her he's like i just got the phone with her dad and she's doing that 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 and all this and i'm like well why do i need to call her then because you've already (laughs) just given me the whole rundown um but yeah playing with her is awesome she was i think this is my story now the first one was just side note (laughs) but uh whenever i first got to ul she was like the very first person that i ever worked with um like just as a teammate like going up there doing extra mm-hmm. um she was the first person that just kind of like showed me the ropes and i remember just like hitting off of a tee with her and like her just like putting the ball on the tee and like kind of giving me some suggestions and like i was just like talking things out and like i don't know why i remember that but just like watching our relationship kind of like grow she was my roommate um sometimes after that too but just like kind of watching our relationship grow. Um, and, but then always like thinking about like, this was my very first connection that I had at this place. So that was my story for her. Right on. Hey, it, it's all good. I love, I love little <laughs> things like that. Uh, next up, a uh, couple former college teammates, AU teammates. Uh, first up, mm-hmm. Alyssa Denham. Oh, what a great one. Oh my gosh. She's so awesome. I don't know. There's so many stories. Where do I go? <laughs> Wherever so you want. Hard. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. So she's been my roommate at AU for two years. And she reminds me so much like um, one of my sisters. She has only sisters. I have only sisters. Uh, and we're both the youngest. But my, the the sister that's the next oldest to me, like she, she's the one that's just like, I guess the next youngest, I should say. She's the one that's right above me. Right. Uh, her and Alyssa are so, so, so similar to me. I'm like, okay, we can definitely like make living together work because I obviously live with my sister and we all are so similar. Um, but neither one of them can cook. And I'm so sorry, y'all, if y'all listening. I love y'all so much. <laughs> but neither one of them can cook. And I absolutely enjoy cooking. I'm not saying I'm an amazing chef or great at it, but I enjoy doing it. Like, that's just like one of the ways I like to connect with people. Um, it's like over a meal. And I remember the very first time I cooked for her, all I did, all I did was put some bacon on the stove and like, 
like just just make the bacon like cook it to where it's not raw food okay <laughs> like there's nothing special about it i just got it straight out of the bag you know if you don't like seize or anything you just take it out of the bag you put it on the stove and yeah. like warm it up and that's it and she was so impressed by that she <laughs> told people she was like oh my gosh dj cook so good she was like this morning she made us bacon and it was so I'm like, Alyssa, stop telling people that. They're going to think that I can't cook because you're over here bragging about bacon. I'm like, you can make bacon. I'm like, literally, you. it's so easy. You can do it. You just put it on the stove. You make sure it doesn't burn. And that's it. And she was just going on and on and on about how good this bacon was. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. That's great. That's so great. Oh, bacon out of the package on the stove. Great. Uh, two more here. Uh, Gwen Spackus. Oh, Gwen is awesome. But not just Gwen, like her whole entire family is awesome. And this story isn't technically about her, even though, again, Gwen is amazing. She's just wonderful. She's so like so fun to like share the field with and like being on a team with because like she always has a like, really good positive energy to where right. like even if you are not in a good mood like you walk out there and you're on the team with her and you can't help but like find a way to a good mood so that's just how she is as a human being but <clears throat> I remember her mom whenever I first like committed to or like signed and decided to, like it was announced that I was going to Oregon her mom actually messaged my mom on Facebook and just like reached out to her she's like hey we have this parent group chat like I'm gonna add you in like we're so excited to have you guys be a part of the team like be part of the family and I don't even know if if she knows that I knew that she did that, but like that was like so, so, so special to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my mom has already made a friend. <laughs> uh, that's great. But yeah, like that was just the sweetest thing to me. And I still remember that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, listen, yeah. See, moms always find a way they do. Yeah. Moms are great. <laughs> moms are great. Uh, last but not least, you're, Fellow coach Stephanie Van Brackle Prothrow. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you got? What do you got on her? <laughs> I so this is actually kind of embarrassing, but I think it's more of a story about how bad of a human I am. But <laughs> I had no idea, no idea that she was biracial. Oh. Okay. Like I like if I, I look at her and I just don't see it i'm sorry coach stone i'm sorry she just looks like very tan like she just looks very tan and i'm just thought that like that's you know whatever like just you know that it is what it is i was like okay she's very tan this is nice and then i like i don't know how i even i guess we were talking about it she told me she was telling me about her dad um and my mind was blown the moment that i found out that she's biracial and i text my boyfriend because he um, had already met her too through me and I was like did you know that coach Steph was biracial like did you did you see that he was like obviously he was like look at her he was like what do you mean he was like the second that I met her I knew I was like what and like for like a whole week straight I found myself just like looking, looking at, her at her so differently I'm like who are you <laughs> 
<laughs> my mind was just blown. And it's like still kind of now it's hard for me to wrap my head around. But anytime somebody new meets her, my question, like, did you know she's biracial? Like, <laughs> ask that question first, just to make sure that nobody's mind is blown the same oh, way that my mind I, just, I picture you guys in meetings and, and Steph looking at, look, DJ, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like a week, I was like tilting my head. So I was like, can just like see her in a whole new light? And I was like, what is this? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that is so fantastic. What a, oh, what a great way to end the podcast. Like, oh, this has been amazing. Really, it has. DJ, I listen, I got to thank you for coming on. This is legit been one of my favorite episodes. I oh. haven't laughed so much on an episode in my life. I mean, our love for hot sauce is going to unite yes. us as long as we are still alive. Um <laughs> Listen, I wish you nothing but the best in the coaching with Memphis this year. You know, if you're at AU, nothing but the best. Can't wait to watch you. And again, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. It really has. It really has been a blast. I'm going to I'm gonna go finish some more wings now. <laughs> you enjoy that. All right. Take care, DJ. You too. All right, kids. Time to get in bed. Santa's coming soon. Okay. Can you read a book? All right, just one story, all right? Here we go. On the night, so silent night. Stay by the fire, baby. It's so cold outside. Tis the season. It's snow. Don't forget tradition Baby, it's cold outside You need to get your mittens Hang the mistletoe And write your Christmas wishes It's better to give than receive Show the kids the difference Cause this year This year has been a tough one I'm just trying to celebrate And spend it with my loved ones Spread some cheer Pouring festive beer I appreciate the blessings I was blessed with here Uncle Chris and Aunt Leah Reminiscing on the front porch Little Tay Tay Trying to build another snow fort Uh I hear the church bells ringing I'll be there at Christmas Eve with my family all singing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh-uh. I said we be all singing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh-uh. I'm saying, I'm saying. Okay, well I'll be ready with the lights on. Got the decorations up, it's taking me all night long. Log on the fire, put on my ugly sweater. The children are Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.